Can you hear me? Okay. All right. Good evening, church. If you all would, uh, open up your Bible to Matthew, Matthew chapter 7. We're going to be looking at verses 15 through 20 tonight. 15 through 20. Uh, The the title of the sermon is Two Kinds of Trees. Two Kinds of Trees. Uh, I titled it that way and and also um, chose Psalm 1 as our call to worship uh, because I believe tonight what we're going to see in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount in these verses uh, are two types of trees, two kinds of trees. Um, So if you you have your Bible there, let's, let's read the Word of God. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by their fruits. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, thank you for this passage this evening. Father, a heavy passage, a passage that we uh, may oftentimes not, not spend much time focused on. Lord, I thank you that our church is a church that that picks scripture and and goes through it verse by verse. And as we chose the Sermon on the Mount, we've been walking through it verse by verse. And now that's got us to this point, Matthew chapter 7, 15 through 20, where Jesus is giving a serious, serious warning to us. Father, I pray that tonight, uh, just as your word communicates the seriousness of this, I pray that through me you would also communicate the seriousness to us here gathered at First Baptist Fairdale. Lord, I pray that your word would be, would be strong and would be powerful and, and that tonight we would be warned from Jesus about false teachers, who they are, what they look like, and how we can be watchful in it. Father, help us and be with us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> so November 18th, 1978, was, uh, was a very memorable day, although some of you may not, may not know what happened that day. Um, November 18th, 1978, was the day that the Jonestown Massacre happened. And, and some of us who were maybe living during that time uh, remember that and remember the atrocity that it was, and some of us maybe who, who have no idea what I'm talking about um, are wondering what it is, but um, essentially this, this massacre happened because this guy named Jim Jones started to, 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 to teach and, and was um, uh, getting a following of, of people and, and was, and was uh, very uh, secretive and um, uh, very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, yeah, convincing. Uh, he 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 was uh, deceiving people, and and he was he was using it by by kind of a cover up, and 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 was making people uh, believe that he was uh, fighting for social rights and 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 fighting against racial inequality. And so a lot of the people that started to follow Jim Jones was 
um, African-American, especially the elderly who were uh, drawing social security checks and, and, and things of that nature, people who could support uh, this, this kind of church that he was building. And uh, he, he moves to San Francisco, starts the People's Temple, and he's getting this following, and all these people are loving him, and he's this man that, that, is, that is fighting for social justice. He is, he's a man of the people, and he, he loves us, and, and he wants to see good things happen. And all those things sound really, really good, but that was a cover-up for who the man really was. What ended up happening was, was he was so convincing these people that, that he wanted to create this kind of utopian uh, Christian uh, lifestyle or community uh, that he, he actually got people to follow him to South America where he had already created a, a Jonestown is what he called it. It was called Jonestown, and he used uh, all of this money that he was getting funded by the church, he was using to, to build this place on some 3,000 acres in South America where, where he then took uh, over 900 people who were in his congregation and while down there, after some time and after some people catching on to his schemes and how evil he really was and that he was treating these people really harshly and making them work long hours and not feeding them like they were supposed to be fed and and, and saying things that were uh, contrary to Scripture and started to really weird people out. And as, as, as the uh, American news got wind of what was going on, and they, started to, they, were, they were sending people to Jonestown, he orchestrated a mass suicide where over 900 people, more than 300 of them were, were children and babies, committed suicide in Jonestown, November 18th, 1978. Before September 11th, 2001, the attack on the World Trade Center, this was the biggest mass killing of Americans in U.S. history. Horrible, horrible scenario, situation, event. Awful. And it happened at the hands of a man who was professing and was, and was throwing out a bunch of really nice statements and making people think that he was... He was one thing when he was really something else. And I think that tonight, and, and what the, the people who were following him should have known was that we need to be watchful. We need to be careful. <clears throat> Jesus gets at this in this passage. If you would, look at your Bibles. I've got two points tonight. Two points. My first point is going to be the phony tree, the phony or the fake tree. And, and my second point is the faithful, the faithful tree. Two types of trees in this passage, the phony tree and the fake, or, or, or sorry, the, the phony tree and the faithful tree. Verse 15, Jesus says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. In other words, watch out for people who come to you looking like believers, looking like Christians, and yet they're, they're something else. They're really not. 
Really what they are is someone who's coming in to divide and be destructive, and as, as Peter would say it, bring in destructive heresies, saying things that aren't true, denying Jesus, but doing it in a, in a very secretive way. Not, not overtly, not saying that Jesus is, is not God necessarily, but in the way that they're acting and, and the way that they, that they teach, one or the other, or maybe both. He says, beware of false prophets. And I want, this is the, the key that I want you all to, to take away tonight. I want you all to know, leaving here tonight, that I need to be aware of people who are teaching things that are not false or that are not true. People that are teaching things that are false, that, that don't stand in line with God's word. That's, the, that's the, the call to us tonight from God's word, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. That's what we need to catch. That's his aim and his intention for, for the disciples. It's his aim and intention for us that we would be watchful. Now, here he says, beware of false prophets, and, and I don't want that to be uh, confusing for you all. A prophet is just somebody who uh, would get a word from God and would speak for God to, to his people, okay? Uh, in the Old Testament, we've got, we've got uh, minor prophets and, and major prophets, and, and it's just, Josh has been telling us over and over again, it's not, minor prophets aren't minor because of their significance, but because of, of how long the, their books are, right? But um, a prophet is just somebody who, who spoke for God to the people, and so nowadays we would say that someone who is speaking the word of God to people would be a, a, a teacher, so, so really a a, a Prophet is a teacher, and so I want you to think of that in those terms. Beware of false teachers. Jesus warns against people who claim to be speaking for God, but in reality, they aren't. Under this uh, heading of the phony tree, um, and the reason why I'm saying it's a tree is because if, if we look back up, we read it earlier, but he, he gives in 17 and 18 those kind of two descriptions of of trees, there's a healthy tree and a diseased tree, and the diseased tree is 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 uh, in line or or is connecting us back to that false prophet. So false prophet and diseased tree, same thing. I'm calling it a phony tree. Call it what you want, but I want to give you five examples tonight um, of of ways in which I've seen in my own life uh, false teaching, and and I want to to warn you against those. Um, Certainly there are more, and, and, and we, we need to know God's word so that we can stand against those. Uh, but I want to give you five things, and, I, and I'll try to run through these really quick. I know some of y'all are probably looking at your watches right now, and you're recognizing it's 6.51. We're going to speed through these. Uh, first thing, first example of phony trees or, or phony teaching, false teaching, is that a false teacher will preach a works-based salvation, a works-based salvation. This is common. This was common then. It's common now. Uh, then it was the, the Jews who were teaching it. Today, Jewish, the, the Jewish tradition is still teaching that we've got to do a bunch of good works in order to be right with God, in order to, uh, to, to um, we have to follow his laws in order to be uh, with him, to, to, to get to the afterlife. Uh, the Catholic Church is, is, is really known for this. Uh, and we, we know that all too well, right? There, there's so many things that they say that, that are totally against and denying the scriptures that we, that we believe. And it's all about you have to uh, believe, but you also have to do this as well. And, and so they've got the sacraments that they've set up, and you've got to follow all these sacraments. And if you don't follow them and you don't do all that, then, then sorry, but you can't, 
make it into God's kingdom. All right, that's a common one. And, and I want uh, to give you a couple of, of verses. You don't have to flip there. I just want you to, to know that you can go there. Uh, but why that's, the reason why that is, that is so wrong, um, Paul talks about in Philippians 3a, Paul was a, a Jew of Jews. He was maybe the best Jew ever, right? And whenever he was converted and, and started to believe in Jesus, he said that I, I count all those things that I gained all those works that I had, everything that I was working my whole life for, my, 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 my circumcision and my remembering all these scriptures and, and all of this stuff, persecuting the church because I thought that's what I was supposed to do, I count all of that stuff as loss. Well, why do you count that stuff as loss unless it means something, unless it matters, right? Galatians 1.8, Paul talks about uh, let, let people be cursed if they preach a gospel contrary to the one that, that he was preaching. He says, if, if an angel or myself come back to you preaching a gospel contrary to the one that I've already preached to you, let him be accursed. Let, him, let, a, let a cursing be on him. Y'all, the, the, the idea that we have to do something in order to be right with God is a, is a, is a different gospel. It's not, it's not the gospel of God. It's not the gospel of the Bible. And we're going we're gonna to see that as we keep going. The second thing, so the first one was that uh, phony teachers, false teachers, they preach a works-based salvation. The second one is that sometimes if they don't teach that, they may teach or deny the deity of Jesus. I remember Josh telling us a story one time that, um, that a Jehovah's Witness came to the church and wanted to talk with him. And as they were talking, they were talking for quite a while, and, and Josh eventually, uh, this, well, this man was trying, this Jehovah's Witness was trying to convince Josh that in John chapter 1, uh, those first couple of verses there, that whenever it says, in the beginning was, um, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, we understand the Word to be Jesus, this man was trying to tell Josh Green, uh, it, it doesn't say that the Word was God, it says that the Word was a God. And Josh said that after some time, I just had to, I just had to tell him, well, one, of us, one of us is wrong, man. At the end of the day, one of us is wrong, and, and, and it ain't me. And I, and I remember thinking, like, that he, because, we, because we know what the Bible says. We know that the Bible is true, and we stand on the authority of God. We, we affirm the, the hypostatic union that Jesus is both 100% God and 100% man, both of those. And, 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 and so we don't deny that he is that he is God. Hebrews 1.3 says that Jesus is the exact imprint of God's nature. In John chapter 8, verse 58, uh, whenever Jesus was, was having a dialogue with the, with the Jews, um, they wanted to stone him because he was saying, before Abraham was, I am. He was taking us all the way back to Exodus whenever Moses asked God, what is, if, if Pharaoh asked who sent me, or if the people asked who sent me, what am I supposed to say? And God told him, tell them I am sent you. Jesus was calling himself God to the Jews. So he understood himself to be God. We should understand Jesus to be God. But this is a common false teaching. Whenever I worked at Chick-fil-A before coming on staff with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, I remember talking with a young lady who, um, asking her where she went to church here in Louisville, and she was telling me, explaining to me where, what church she went to. And, and so we kind of got to talking a little bit of doctrine and theology. And, and she said, we, uh, we don't uh, affirm the Trinity. We believe that uh, the Father is God and we believe that the Son is God, but we don't believe that the, that the Holy Spirit is God. Another just common uh, heresy, false teaching. And, and if we are to know God's word, we're to, we're to know it and believe what it says. Third thing. 
False teachers commonly will um, believe, some false teachers will, will uphold the idea that they believe all people will be saved. And I think most of us know that that's, that that's not true, uh, but there's this idea <clears throat> um, called universalism that says everybody's going to be saved, denying essentially the, um, the, 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 the penalty and justice of God towards sin for all who didn't repent of their sins and believe in Jesus, right? We know that that is not true from Scripture because of Romans 10, 9. Everybody that confesses with their mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in their heart that God raised him from the dead, they will be saved. So if people don't do that, if people don't believe that, that God raised Jesus from the dead, that he is Lord, then they can't be saved, so not everybody's gonna be saved. We know people right now who, 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 that, that never were saved because they never bowed their knee to Jesus. Another common false teaching is that all roads lead to the same place. That it doesn't matter if you're Muslim or Buddhist or Christian or Hindu or whatever. You can, you can really just kind of do whatever you want because we're all just really trying to be good people and all roads really lead to the same God and we'll all be good. That's a lie. John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the, um, uh, the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. With the exception of Jesus, of coming to God through him, you're not getting there, right? You're not getting there. Another, another common false teaching. Um, the last one is, uh, and it's kind of becoming more prevalent today, there are churches that are starting to say that, that, certain, um, uh, that certain things are not sin and they're, and they're kind of uh, dishing aside uh, the fact that um, something like homosexuality is a sin and wrong and that, and that God's word, and they're saying that God's word does not condemn that as a sin. And I don't want to make this an issue about that. Um, the, the, the reality just is that our world is moving in such a way that churches are now starting to say, you can become a baptized member, believer of our church and be in a homosexual relationship and we don't see that as wrong. And, I've, and I know people who, who attend churches like that, and I've been in conversations with people who say, that's okay, the Bible doesn't condemn it at all. And, I, and we flip to, that, to the passage where it says it, and, and they, they are, are trying to argue something different. It's, it's, a, it's a false teaching. So those are the five. Works-based salvation, denying the deity of Jesus or the deity of the Holy Spirit, uh, believe that all, all people will be saved, universalism, uh, believing that all roads lead to the same place, you can believe whatever religion you want, and, and that um, people who don't repent of their sins uh, or, 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 or churches that would accept people uh, despite of, of living in sin. Now look at verse 19. Concerning false teachers, Jesus says, every tree, every phony tree Every false teacher that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Y'all, the, the weightiness and the heaviness of this, I hope that you're getting, and I hope that this right here lays it out for you plain and simple. People who teach something false will not be with God forever. They're believing something that isn't true. That's why the truth and, 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 and for the truth to be preached is so imperative. 
That's why it's important for us to be living out our faith and, 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 and sharing the truth of Jesus with people. Because if they're believing a lie, like my friend in high school who told me, man, I, I don't really think that there's a need for religion because I'm not really that bad of a person. And I think that whenever I die, God's just, he, he's going to realize that I wasn't that bad of a person and I'll be good. Dude, that's foolish. You have nothing to base that on, right? We stand on the Bible and on the Bible alone. And if we're not listening to God's word, we're letting ourselves down and we're going to be deceived or, or, or we're, we're not going to tell people the truth. And the result even of, of the false teacher is not only that they themselves will not be with God forever but will be in hell for eternity, but the, but the real thing that scares me and shakes me to my core is that the people who are believing that also will be where their teacher is. The follower of a false teaching will have the same result as their teacher. That's scary, y'all. That scares me. And that's why it's so important for me to even be standing up here to you all, telling you all what's true, because I, I don't want to be teaching something that's false, right? For you all to be believing something that I say that's, that's false. We get a, a good glimpse of this in the very next passage that Austin will preach on next week, but I, I told him, I got permission from him, I asked him if I could, if I could speak on this really quick. So, um, But Jesus says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. There's going to be people who are, who are believing a false religion, believing a false teaching, who will then get to the end of their lives, and they'll be wondering, God, why, why did I not get in? And he'll say, depart from me, I never knew you. That's why this is so serious, y'all. This is why Jesus says, beware of false prophets, right? Don't listen to them, watch out for them. If you see them sneaking in, call them out. At the end of that article that I read um, from, uh, about the Jonestown Massacre, one of the guys writing, he, uh, he said, and I quote, the saddest part was that a lot of well-meaning people died. There were a lot of people who believed Jim Jones so faithfully that they were willing to go to South America, put their lives on the line, they were going to give up everything, and they were going to go follow him, and then they drank poisoning thinking that that was what was right. Well-meaning, well-intentioned, but so confused and so led astray. My first point is the phony tree. The second point is the faithful, the faithful tree or the faithful teacher. And uh, if you look at verse 17, verses 17 and 18, the only, yeah, let me, let's read this. So, so every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. The only things that this says about the healthy tree in this whole passage right here that I'm preaching on is that the, the healthy tree bears good fruit and the healthy tree don't bear bad fruit. <laughs> and, and so I want to um, try to make this clear that this is why this is not mainly talking 
or, or maybe even at all talking about the deeds of the person, right? Sometimes we think of, de- or of, of fruit as what comes from the believer, the deeds that come from the believer. But I think what he is, what Jesus is talking about here is, is the teaching of uh, either the, the false teacher or the, the true teacher because he's saying that uh, a healthy tree can't bear bad fruit. If the fruit was deeds, then that would, that would make us kind of think that that means Christians can't sin and we know that we do, and, and so um, enough on that point, but I just, wanted to, I just wanted to point that out to you all. But here, here are some things that the healthy tree, the faithful teacher will embody. This is how you will know. They will affirm that God is holy. The, the true teacher, the healthy tree here in this passage will, is, is someone who affirms that God is holy. They affirm that, that man is is sinful, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. They will acknowledge that that is a problem, that's an issue for for man, for humanity. We have offended a holy God and we need to be forgiven. And they will affirm not only that, but that Jesus and not us, that Jesus makes us right with God. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says that, that God made Jesus to be sin, even though he never knew any sin, so that in Jesus we might become God's righteousness. That's not, that's not, literally, uh, that's not <laughs> literally quoted, but that, that's what he's saying. God, God made Jesus to be our sin so that we, we could have his righteousness. Takes all of our sin from us, puts it on the, the cross, nails it to him, kills Jesus, and then gives us his righteousness if we are believing by faith. They affirm that there's a response that is needed from the believer who, who responds in faith and repentance of sin. We turn away from our sins, we look to God, and we start trusting in him because he's holy, he's the source of our holiness, and we need him to forgive us of our sins. Leon Morris, the commentator, says it this way concerning the teaching of the healthy tree I guess, and the disease tree, that he says, quote, the nature of the tree makes any other result impossible. If I'm right now preaching to you all a a gospel that's true, then I can't be teaching to you all at the same time a gospel that's not true, right? That's Jesus' point here in verses 17 and 18. I want to... Finish by turning you all. Josh Green told me not to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20. And we're almost done. I know we're like 10 minutes over. I'm sorry. Um, Acts chapter 20. If you want to flip there with us, you can. If not, you can just listen. Um, I'm going to start in verse 27. So this is Paul. He's writing to the Ephesian elders, the, el- the elders at the church in Ephesus, and he's, this is what he says. I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. 29, I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. For us here at First Baptist Church Fairdale, um, realizing that we need to have a lot of healthy trees in our midst and in our leadership, 
It's good for us to know that Jesus, or sorry, that Paul, writing to this church, he's telling the elders, you all are the ones that I'm putting watch to pay attention over the flock. I'm putting Josh Green and Josh Womble and Jake Beatty and some other men that we're going to vote on here very soon. I'm going to put them in your all's midst, and they're going to be the ones we're going to keep watch and they're going to pay attention to themselves and they're going to pay attention to the flock because God's made them overseers and they're going to guard us. They're going to guard our church from false teaching. Isn't that awesome? To think about how God is working in our church right now and with us talking about elders and wanting to be elders led and yet in Acts, Paul was warning Paul was giving, was giving commands and telling them to keep watch over the flock. My prayer for you all and, and for myself is that God would, would guard our church, and certainly we know that he has the power to do that. God, and, and, um, God has the, the, the unfallible, infallible power to, to keep his church from false teaching. May we put our faith in Jesus. May we trust in a true gospel. And may we, I want to leave you all with this challenge. May we read God's word and, 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 and feast on it so much that whenever there's something that sounds fishy, sounds false, sound, gives us a little bit of concern, may we go to God's word and test everything with scripture. Our, our leaders, other leaders that you hear, people that you watch on TV, always Go back to the Bible. What, is, what does the source say? And may that lead us to a, a faithful place where we trust in God, to a true gospel. May we entrust our souls to a faithful Savior. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for tonight. God, thank you for Jesus' sermon on the mount and that he uh, faithfully called his disciples to be watchful, to be aware of false teachers. God, I pray that our church would do the same. Not only our leaders, but also the, the, the congregation, the, the members that make up this body here in Faraday. May we guard ourselves, and may we keep watch over other people. In Jesus' name, amen.